Hello, I'm Kim Stewart, and this is It's the People's Radio, a four-part documentary on the experiences of people with a disability in community radio. In this final episode, you'll hear radio producers with a disability talk about what they get out of being involved in community radio and how very important it is for everybody to have a voice. Despite the challenges to participation some of those interviewed faced, all had a positive response to being on air, boosting confidence and skills, and having a voice that reaches a wide audience. Many spoke of the value of increased inclusion of people with disabilities. As an advocate, I was particularly keen to hear the suggestions from people with a disability about what made their community radio experience work for them and what they think we could do better. It's just been amazing for me. Oh, I've had several people come up to me and say, mate, you are really good. I've listened to you nearly every week and we just love your hour. We love your music, we love your songs, we love yeah, everything. The first time he did his three full hours on a shift independently with me sitting beside him and not doing stuff for him. He was answering phones, he was bringing up the requests, he was putting things in line, he was making sure that the uh, sponsorship stuff got played. So just everything that he was asked to do, he mm. did in that shift. So, with the day I was independent actually made me feel really good. I actually had confidence in myself for the very first time. Um, I reckon it would make it easy if there was people other people with a disability who can who want to be on the radio as well. So we're not the only ones who have got a disability that are on the radio. Mm-hmm. There should be more people with a disability doing be on the radio. So they got us a voice on the radio as well as just us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go broader and say to have our own radio show more than once a week. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think having somebody who knows about the radio and to do things like this on the radio is really good. It gets it out there to people that don't listen to, to people with a disability on the radio very often. Yes. Like, I wouldn't mind being on, like, on TV and on the radio. <laughs> TV, I, TV, you're going up in the air, aren't you? But, that's it. I wouldn't mind doing that. But, yeah, I agree. It'd be fun. I think, and I think just, people should understand that we want to do as well, not just normal people. Yeah. yeah. Why shouldn't we be on TV? Yeah. Why shouldn't we be on the radio? Exactly right, yeah. Okay. Why exactly. shouldn't we be on both? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love being on air, love doing production. That's it. You enjoy, enjoy, you know, getting out there and your, your voice is going out to other people around the Brisbane particularly and if you're on the internet around the world. I think when I did my first on-air shift on my own, I was very happy. Off-air was the day I helped move from down the road. With no vision, I was able to load the truck and you know, carry stuff out the doors. and You need that special kind of person to support them and get them through. It's not easy by any means. But Jesse, he had behavioural issues and he had, you know, tantrums and things like that. And that can be quite confronting sometimes. But I guess if these people go in there with their open mind and just look towards the end result, he'd get bored and some weeks he'd say, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But, you know, there's no one more excited now when he hears himself on the radio. I'm becoming more interested in how people find a mentor or they find an individual at the station who really brings them into the fold and makes them want to stay there. Did you have a person like that in your life? Yes, I did. Um, it was actually one of the staff, Gab Reed, who's the 
current affairs coordinator. I got to know Gab because my first show was the, the breakfast show and she coordinated the breakfast program as, as, as the current affairs coordinator. She gave me an awful lot of support. She was the, the reason the Disability Day broadcast got started was um, I noticed that 3CR had a they have a 24-hour broadcast for International Women's Day. And I thought, oh, we should do something like that for Disability Day. And so I said to her, oh, could we do something like that? And she said, yeah, of course. But it actually became an awful lot more uh, work for her, particularly in the first year, because I had absolutely no idea of the production work that was behind getting... Because I just blithely said, oh, yeah, we'll do 12 hours, not really thinking that one through. I rang the manager at that time and about an announcing position... And she said, well, Darren, you actually have to start from the bottom. For three and a half years, I was entering the details of every CD into the record library's computer system. And uh, I remember this day quite vividly. It was the 27th of January in the year 2000. I went into the station on a Thursday expecting to do some more cataloguing. The manager came out and she said, Darren, I've got a surprise for you. And I said, what's that? And she said, we're starting on your radio training today. Oh, wow. <laughs> of course, I started off by doing pre-recorded programs on a reel-to-reel tape recorder in the off-air studio. And um, they would be played at, I think it was 8.30 on a Friday night. Then we had this access group that would come in on a Thursday afternoon. This group was going on holidays, so the manager came in. And she said, Darren, this group is going on holidays would you uh, like to try this hour-and-a-half time slot for six weeks and see how you go live on air? Mm. I said, yes, I would. And, uh, and I said to the manager, well, when can I start? And she said, the 28th of December. And I said to her, you have just given me a birthday present to the exact day that I have <laughs> always wanted. We were trained as a, a listener to start with, and then we... Uh, were offered um, a position by Barry Blinko, and he was uh, the board president at um, the radio station that we volunteered at mm-hmm. in Yarraman. And that was yourself and your son? Uh, well, it was actually because of Connor that I became involved. The offer was made to Connor, but I had to go along and learn so I could train him. He asked me, he asked me to put mum on, and I did, after I made my request, of course. And I gave the phone to Mum, and when she came off the phone, she said to me that Barry wants to have a meeting with her. And when she came home from that meeting, she was awestruck. And um, I sat down with her, and we talked, and she said, Barry wants you to become a member of the radio station, a presenter. Mm. And I nearly fainted in shock. You're listening to It's the People's Radio, a four-part documentary on the experiences of people with a disability in community radio. I was involved in the radio club at high school. Yes, it's gone back as far as then. And I did some community radio uh, time at in Harvey Bay. Uh, so you just... had the bug early in life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I just must like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Yeah, I did um, announcing and I also helped with marketing the station. So, you know, getting the community listening to their own community radio. I was given the opportunity to join the community correspondent program with ABC, 612 ABC. And it was just fortune through knowing Spencer, the breakfast radio presenter. He had interviewed me about 
my no permit, no park campaign and other disability advocacy that I was doing and he said, he suggested I should apply for it. Okay, well I've started off in 1999. One of the guys that works here, Steve Richardson, who you've also interviewed, invited me in to start learning how to do production in the studio. Yep. And I was at the end of my university degree and thought, what am I going to do with myself? I haven't got a job yet, so I might as well volunteer here at radio and learn some skills. So I started learning the production side of it. I then came in one day and somebody was late for an on-air shift and they said, you're going to have to go on air. I said, well, I don't know the first thing about going on air. What do I need to do? Oh, you just flick this switch here and you just flick that switch there and we'll be all right. The person came in just in time and I sort of thought then, well, Maybe I would like to learn on air. Let's have a go and train up and see what it's it's like. So I trained up to be on air, and I've been doing on air and production ever since. I've been on the board of 4RPH. I've done that one. I've been on the board of RPH Australia, which is our overarching our peak body. Started out as a co-presenter, I guess. We had a uni a student union show with the Uni of SA, part of the campus. Our media officer was looking for people to get involved because the show was scheduled in the middle of happy hour and no one wanted to, no one wanted to go. I just love watching um, his face when it comes on and we might be in the car and he says, oh, yes, this was a good show. You know, he remembers doing it and, you know, then he's hearing it for himself. It's, to see the look on his face, it's quite amazing. It's so funny. It's bringing a lot of joy into his life, isn't it? Oh, gosh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> what that radio has done for his life, given him a bit of a purpose and, you know, he didn't really have a lot after school. To be able to, to tell stories, um, to give people that voice and to share more about the lives of people with disabilities, um, that, that purpose it just gives me great fulfilment because the message that... I'm trying to get across to the community is, you know, to help them learn more about people with disabilities and what we can do and also understanding what our needs are because we have a lot of abilities but we can't ignore those disabilities that are there and that we need, you know, assistance, you know, we need assisted access, we need, we might do things in different ways. So telling stories from different aspects of the disabled community really helps people to understand what we live with day to day and how they can, I guess, you know, their actions can help make our lives different. You know, so that some of the things that can be done are understanding what will make people feel more comfortable with being involved in radio. Um, the encouragement, I guess, for people with disabilities to learn more about the whole aspect of, of radio, not just that the interview part, you know, production, learning how to edit audio, you know, that, that's been, I guess, one of my challenges. What about from the point of view of people who are working in community radio stations already, or trainers, for instance, what sort of things do you think would, would make it easier for them to be able to work with people with disabilities? Just being exposed to it, mm. honestly. The best way people can learn about people's disabilities is being exposed to it. and. You know, I, I do um, videos sometimes of my adventures on my mobility scooter out in the community. People have started contacting me and po you know, politicians, my local councillors, 
And they're saying to me, no, I had no idea mm. about what you actually face. You know, let, let the person know, let the subject that you're talking to you know, I'm not familiar with this kind of disability or I'm not familiar with your disability. Could you educate me more about it? You know, if I were to explain, you know, the fact that you are in a wheelchair, what term do you prefer us to use? Discovering these people and, and their lives and their amazing stories. I've met some amazing people in my community, you know, both with disabilities, caring for people with disabilities or just involved in, you know, disability mm. services. I've met some incredible people and they've remained a part of my life. They've become friends just from me interviewing them and, and giving them the opportunity to tell their story. And everyone is always so grateful, just so grateful that someone took the time to listen mm. and that someone cared enough to say to them, your story is worth being heard, that you have a voice that needs to be heard. So if you had a magic wand and you could, <laughs> you could make it easier for anybody with a disability to be involved in radio, what would you do? Do it. I would do it. <laughs> but in the real world, what would make it easier? If people just said yes. You're listening to It's the People's Radio, a four-part documentary on the experiences of people with a disability in community radio. This has been the final episode. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Produced by Kim Stewart, that's me. As part of my doctoral research at the Queensland University of Technology in Brisbane, Australia. In this documentary, you've heard the voices of people with a disability and their supporters who have volunteered at community radio stations around Australia. Some of them were Helen Gwilliam from 3CR Melbourne, Scott Whelan and Darren Glynn Rowe from PBAFM Adelaide, Alicia Wright, formerly of Harvey Bay Community Radio and ABC Brisbane, Paul Price and Steve Richardson from 4RPH Brisbane, Alex Butters from Making Airwaves at Eastside FM in Sydney, Danny Thomas, Melissa Johnson, Paul O'Day and Michael Cherry from the Ability Radio Project at 4ZZZ in Brisbane. Their supporters included Carol Augustino, mother of Jessie, who has a show on Harvey Community Radio in Western Australia, Jodie Reeve, mother of Connor, and support workers Catherine Maitland, Carolyn Savransky and myself, Kim Stewart. This research was supported by the Queensland University of Technology and Community Radio 4ZZZ in Brisbane. Thanks to all the participants who shared their stories. Thanks also to Ula Sheehan and Nathan Laurent. If you'd like to find out more about the project to include more people with a disability in community radio, go to the website of the Ability Radio Project at abilityradioproject.wordpress.com.